This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, let's talk about when we do what we're supposed to do, but our competitors have some, let's call it, somewhat questionable business practices. Let me start with, if people would just do what they're supposed to do, then my world would be a whole lot better and easier. Where you're taking this is a whole new level, and that is bad ethics or people doing wrong or whatever they might decide they want to do to get a sale. While we're sitting here doing what's right, not only what's ethically right, but what's just right, what just feels good, what is putting ourselves in that customer's seat and doing right by them from a coverage standpoint, this is going to be an interesting topic because every agent in every community is dealing with this in some way or another. Let's start with apples to oranges and go from there. I believe what you're referring to is this idea that you have worked on an account you maybe you have the account. This is probably where you're the incumbent is probably the best example. Someone trying to win the business away from you presents to ignorant consumer. And what I mean by that, I'm not calling people stupid. I'm just saying uneducated. They're uneducated about the process, about what they're buying. And they have someone new show them this policy, this proposal that saves them $1,200 a year in an environment where we're dealing with rampant price increase. So the apples to oranges scenario comes in the form of coverages, comes in the form of higher deductibles, maybe even deductibles that are so high that financially the individual couldn't support, or maybe their mortgage wouldn't support. There's just different scenarios out there that we could attack here where we've done something well and correct in terms of the proper coverage and someone trying to win the account undercuts us, but really is doing harm to the consumer. And we're seeing this in the marketplace coming from agents that have very established brands. The brands that to the consumer are the best because celebrities have told them that they're the best. (laughs) And so we're not necessarily even seeing this as much independent to independent, but we are seeing this a lot from the big boys. This is the issue in the marketplace that we have today. The captive channels, the direct channels, they're the one trick pony. They're the product is the product. The offering is the offering. And the only adjustments that they can make at renewal are deductible adjustments or limit adjustments. They can't remarket you to another carrier. They don't have the choice option. And so As that one-trick pony, as that single-option carrier or single-option distribution outlet, their agents, their frontline people are forced to maybe cross the line at times. If I stick $1,000 in cash in front of someone and say, hey, I need you to watch this, and I just leave it there and leave it there, and I never check on them and I never check on them, at some point, that temptation is going to possibly be too strong for that person. We see this in banking like a teller. I have experience with this as a family that was in the banking business. And this temptation when you're backed into a corner, and that's what I feel like the captive direct channel is right now, is they're backed into the corner. They don't have a lot of options. So the only way they can win new business is to change the coverage environment and mostly 
changing it in a decreasing manner. And the only way that they can keep a customer is by increasing deductibles or lowering coverage limits or lowering coverage altogether. That's what happens when you back people into a corner. And that's what we're faced with from the, quote, other sides of the distribution. Do you think that this is an instance where they're doing what they think is right? They've had rate increases that are 30 plus percent. They don't have anywhere else to shop. So to them, is it a bad business practice to adjust coverages, to increase a deductible, or is it just their way of survival? It can be a little bit of both. It's definitely their way of survival. On the front line, the agent side of this, the carriers are having to do what they're having to do, just like all other carriers in the marketplace, just like independent agency carriers in the marketplace. They're trying to fight to get profitable. What happens is when the marketplace hasn't shifted, for instance, if everybody's still offering replacement costs on roof and you're the lone ranger out there offering actual cash value on roof or some type of depreciation schedule on a roof, then you're in this lone ranger environment that you don't want to be in and you want the market to shift. I do think it's possible that they don't see this as a business practice issue, that they're somehow doing something they shouldn't do. Where they're at is this is all I have. And so if this is all I have, is it bad that they're offering that? Is it bad that they're offering a product that the departments of insurance say is completely fine? It's completely okay. Does that mean it's a bad business practice? And this is where the contradiction comes in. I'm not sure. If I am an agent that is representing a single carrier, or I'm a call center employee representing a single carrier, then that's my product. It's like T-Mobile, the rep in T-Mobile saying, this is my phone. This is my offer. Does that mean it's bad? I don't know. I, I would wrestle with that. What I know is that it is opening up the opportunity for independent agents with choice to come into the discussion or that is the incumbent and should already be in the discussion of, hey, this is where I have you. This is what they are proposing over here. This is what it will cost you in the event of a claim. Are you sure you don't want to keep this policy with the increase? Or, hey, I can do that for you Two, but I'm going to need you to sign here because I don't want you mad at me when you have a claim and get less money. There's this thing that the market is wrestling with and there's an opportunity still and an opportunity that's probably growing by the day for independent agents to show tremendous value to their customers and prospects. To the insurance brain, that makes sense. To the non-insurance brain, we have this exclusive channel that has a several billion dollar ad budget that's been telling everyone that they're the best. They have an agent telling them this is really all the coverage that they need. It's less money. And then they've got us who is trying to present for the most part as the trusted advisor. But where does the non-insurance brain make that delineation? How can we say no, what they're telling you really isn't right? And and overcome that marketing spend. It's honesty wins. I'm always going to go back to one of our core values there in any kind of questionable ethical scenario. You may lose a battle, but you're going to win the war. And that is something that we can rely on. We have to have discussions, number one. And the thing is that we have such a sales-focused mindset. And, and look, we're part of this. We help captive agents become independent agents. We help people make the leap from producer to owner 
in an independent agency. The really awesome thing about what we've experienced as an organization from my last 20 plus years is when I entered the business, independent agents were struggling for sales. They were struggling to grow. We were service-minded. Our technology platforms were built around accounting. Our technology platforms were built around the renewal process. None of them were focused on sales. None of them were focused on how to generate more business. It was really about keeping what we had. What I've experience, been a part of, and contributed to is as these individuals that have come out of the captive system into the independent system, what they brought with them was this incredible sales capability that we were yearning for. We were yearning for this new energy into the independent agency. We got it and then some, and we've seen the market share shift and we've seen growth as consolidation and retirement has happened, we've seen growth of new agencies to the point that we are even, and we shouldn't be. We are even and growing in terms of number of agencies in the independent agency channel from 25, 30 years ago when there was talk of our demise. And we're seeing the opposite of that. And so I want to be careful that I don't take this axe to what has transpired. Now what I'm saying is we have to shift some balance back to managing and building and growing our agencies in profitability. And we're going to fight this obstacle with the consumer. It's going to take us to have to take a deep breath and slow down a little bit, which is going to sound crazy. People are going to want to be like, you don't want me to sell. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I want you to sell. I want you to do that. I want you to be who you are. What I want you to do is I don't want you to sell at all cost. I want you to manage your book of business. I want you to take care of your customer. And I want you to use automation in such a way that when you have these situations pop up, when you have the customer getting fed, borderline bad information, whether they think it's good practice or not, or bad practice or not is irrelevant. You have this consumer that doesn't understand. And this consumer that doesn't understand is sitting here looking at a $1,500 decrease in their premium and they don't know why. So we have to be willing to take a pause from our sales effort and we have to have a conversation, which to some of you out there, having a verbal conversation, you don't want to do that. That is something that makes you just go, I have to talk to somebody. Shane, are you telling me I have to actually pick up the phone and talk to somebody? And I'm saying, yes, you do. And I'm not the old guy talking here. I'm saying sometimes you've got to cut through texting and emailing and you've got to pick up the phone and you've got to say, hey, Joe, this is bad for you. Don't do this. Let me explain why. It's not going to take you 30 minutes. It's going to take you five minutes. And you have time to invest that in some of the clients that are getting this approach. Everybody's not getting hit like this. It's not going to happen to 100% of your customers, but it is going to happen to some small percentage. And you need to be able to put that information out there directly to them. Money is tight for a lot of people right now. And Things just cost more. And as the number of things that cost more continues to grow, we are going to have this conversation more. And how many clients are going to come at you with this idea of, why have you been charging me more all this time when this cheaper option was available? They're looking for an opportunity to wedge 
distrust. And people don't trust insurance agents. We know this. Most people do not give us the level of respect that we deserve. It's because we let them. Okay. So I heard a great conversation from a conference recently, and she was speaking at a conference and she was speaking on the thing that's everywhere, how to handle your customers in a hard market. And it's in every conference right now. And she's actually the one that coined the phrase, let's stop calling it a hard market and let's just start calling it the market because the market may not be changing anytime soon. This may be what we are dealing with. And she told the story about having to recently get a new tire or a new set of tires. When she went to the tire store and she was quoted a price after she complained about the price of the tires and even self-described her Karen moment, she said, the tire guy looked at her and said, do you want the tires or not? It wasn't a, let me see if I can do something better for you or let me do something else. And it resonated with me as I'm listening to her give this presentation. What we do and what we have maybe even trained our people to do is we cower down. We say, oh, sorry, let me see if I can do better here. Then you just created more distrust. Why didn't you do better the first time is what the consumer's thinking. Why didn't you do your best right away? And the reality of it is that we do most of the time try to do our best right away. But then we get caught in that crossfire. And instead of standing our ground, we tend to cower down because we've listened to everybody tell us that nobody trusts insurance and insurance agents are not whatever in the marketplace. And we listen to the media ourselves instead of saying, wait a minute, I'm a licensed insurance professional business owner. You know what? I'm worth the money. You know what? I'm protecting your assets. Let's get to the point where we don't cower down and we stand up for ourselves and go, hey, you want cheap insurance? I get it, but I'm not going to sell it to you. I'm not going to sell you the cheap insurance that's not going to pay the claim or that's going to depreciate something that doesn't deserve to be depreciated or whatever your particular scenario is and stand our ground. And that's what has happened in a lot of the really large brokers and a lot of the really large commercial accounts. You just got people who they just will not consider a small guy in some of those middle market to higher end commercial accounts because the large Middle market and large account riders don't cower down. They don't. They know their worth. We need to know our worth and we need to stand our ground. We are too easy to back down from a battle. You've got tools. You've got weapons. Go to war. That's something that we should take away when it comes to communicating with our consumers out there. What you're talking about reminds me of Brian Besh at Techstar Insurance. And when he's having conversations like this and people will ask him that question, his response is, I'll go ahead and cancel your policy for you. And then that way you can go with the other guy. And he says that the people are like, whoa. And that's his response response. And we've heard him teach that at different conferences. To me, that's the quintessential thing that you're saying right now is he doesn't back down because he knows his worth. The flip side of that is I see agents 
on their social media saying things like, I can get your insurance cheaper, give me a call. Or if you're looking for cheap insurance, I'm your girl or I'm your guy. And it makes me cringe at a crazy level when I see agents, whether they're new agents or established agents, that use the word cheap. But isn't that what you're being combated with? The captive and the direct channels are presenting a cheap option to undercut your price and get someone's attention. And you're allowing that to happen if that's where you are. And we've seen, I've seen some of our agency network partners who have decided to not do that. They've decided to stick to their guns to point out the, quote, cheapness in the proposal that's being thrown out there and saying, look, this is what I'm going to present to you because it's the right thing for you. And certainly that Brian Besh approach of let me help you move to that other agent is a little shocking, but also such a great tactic. It sets the tone of I'm the expert, you're not. And that's one of the things I love about that approach. And I'm not preaching arrogance. I'm not preaching cockiness here. What I'm saying is that we need to reach a point as a channel where we believe in the value that we provide. And I don't think everyone is necessarily believing in their own value. And I hope that's what someone gets out of this conversation is I want to encourage you to see the value that you bring to the table. I'm looking at Geico's website and they even say that the word cheap might be scary when it comes to an auto insurance policy, but it doesn't have to be that way. It says with Geico cheap car insurance, means something completely different. It means affordable, good for your budget, all while providing you with 24-7 customer service and top-of-the-line insurance for your vehicle. Then it goes into this idea of quality doesn't fall by the wayside. And at the point that the cheap car insurance guys are even saying... This is what makes us different. Customer service, top of the line insurance that's good for your budget. They're even trying to get away from that word cheap. We're going to deal with the marketing budgets and we're going to deal with the celebrity endorsers. And it is just part of the game. I don't think that we should necessarily give in to that or create this environment where we back down. There is certainly a segment of the population who are going to take the cheaper option. They're only looking to satisfy whatever mandate their auto loan, their mortgage company is putting on them. Whatever on the commercial end, their contract is saying they have to fulfill. I don't have this data. It would be a really interesting amount of information to really get into, but all the contracts that people work under out there, how many businesses are over and above the contract minimum requirements? Probably very few. They're just satisfying whatever the contract says, just personal lines with mortgages and loans. Our job is to break through that noise. A little bit harder, I understand. A little extra effort, I understand. But we are talking about getting full-time clients versus policy selling. We're talking about more revenue per account that justifies your ability to say, you know what, I'm going to pass on this prospect that just wants cheap. So being able to manage through this and work your way through the conversation 
and uniquely position yourself to be more profitable is taking this approach of, I'm an expert. I know what I'm doing. This is what you should do. This is the best coverage for price that is available. And I'm the one you should trust to take care of this. Finding your space in your community, in your niche areas, if that's something that you're into, where you are portraying yourself as the trusted expert. I don't think you can be the trusted expert and always be the lowest price. That's just never going to connect. It's never going to work. You're never going to be able to live up to it. And we just happen to be in one of those market segments right now where everything's going up and everything's expensive. But you know what? Everything in their life is expensive. So why do we need to cower down and allow insurance to be the one they gripe about? Why do we need to be the one that says it's okay to complain about insurance, but it's not okay to complain about the average cost of a pickup in Texas is now $70,000. We're not mad at Ford or Toyota or Chevrolet, I don't think, because I keep seeing them roll off the lot. We're not mad at mule deer hunts and guide trips to Colorado, but we're mad at the insurance premium going up 25%. I get it. But let's find our place to be able to show confidently, just like Kelly said at the Joe Vincent seminar in Texas a few weeks ago, be confident in your professionalism. Be confident in the thing you bring to the table, because that's the thing that makes your prospect say yes to you or your customer come back to you and walk away from that cheap option they're being shown. Going back to the whole Geico thing and... They're starting to present that they're live and they're local and, and they're just like us. We're seeing that their slogan has changed. And the whole idea of 15 minutes can save you 15% has gone into this American icon cultural slogan that is right up there with a good neighbor or you're in good hands. But I find it interesting that as Geico is shifting, they have switched their slogan and it's now real service real sayings. To me, it hasn't broken into the American vernacular. We're not using real service, real savings, and it's because it's hard to say. I've stuttered over trying to say it twice, but it's the same idea of what we've been trying to say as independent agents is we offer the best service, and you and I have talked about this several times. We all say that's the number one thing that we as independent agents offer. We have the best customer service. But when we're asked to define that, very rarely does it ever happen. Very rarely can we ever put our fingers on exactly why we have the best customer service. And no, it does not mean that we answer our phones at 9 or 10 o'clock at night. That is not the best customer service. The best customer service is the fact that we know our clients. We are in their space. And if we have the right clients, if they're the clients that are in our space every single day, then we have the opportunity to build those relationships where, okay, did they really want to leave you over $25 a month? 
if they're going to leave you over $25 a month, then there's a bigger issue than just savings. Absolutely. I'm not suggesting arrogance. Humility and servant leadership is the way to run a business. So I want to make sure that people don't think that Shane's gone off the rails here. Confidence in your abilities and confidence in your skill and who you are in your business and what you bring to the table is not arrogance. And there's a huge difference between confidence and arrogance. If you want to turn me off as a vendor, a partner, someone that you want us to do business with, then come off flip it and arrogant and we're done. Like, I'm not doing that. I just wouldn't do that. I have met a lot of really successful independent agents who are really good at what they do. And most independent agents are really good at what they do. What I find lacking is sometimes the belief in themselves that they're really good at what they do. I want you to believe in you as much as I believe in you. And that's a pep talk that I would like to bring to the table as we talk about this, because that's the thing that's lacking. And what happens is we retreat to, oh, maybe I did something wrong. Oh, let me go match this. We retreat to this area where we say, oh, I can raise your deductible to 5% too. And oh, I can find a carrier that'll give you ACV on your roof, even though you're not at ACV today and the general marketplace isn't there. Now, do I believe we need to think about ACV on roofs? Yes, but that's a different conversation. But right now, until the market shifts, I don't think you need to cower down. I don't think you need to allow yourself to retreat into this inferior place because you're good at what you do. And I want you to hold your ground and I want you to see the result of that. You're going to keep most of your customers and the ones that you lose, to Tanya's point, you were going to lose them anyway. They don't, it doesn't really matter. I needed that pep talk today. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll take that one today from you. Oh, you got a little bit raw on us. How does it feel? You're smiling even. Sometimes I get fired up and the fired up Shane comes out of his skin a little bit. I don't think I've ever seen you smiling this big. <laughs> this is good. So I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Peter McIntyre. Confidence comes not from always being right, but from not fearing to be wrong. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agent? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.